In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's Gospel, we hear some very comforting words from Jesus. He says that he goes to prepare a place for us. And a better translation for the word in English that's used for place is a dwelling place. But why do we need this? Why do we need a dwelling place to be prepared for us? If we are Christians and we say that we're going to follow Jesus and we trust in Him and He knows what's best for us, and He's our teacher and our Lord and our Savior, then that means a couple things. It means that the homes, the jobs, the relationships, the hobbies, the material things that we have are not final because Jesus is preparing something else. While these things may be important parts of our lives and even good parts of our lives and meaningful parts of our lives, they're all temporary. And not one of them can fully comfort us or fully protect us or give us what we need the most. So then we can ask, if Jesus is preparing this place for us, and it is something we need because all of these other things can't give us what we actually need, then what does this place look like? And how do we get to this place? Jesus tells us very directly in this gospel passage that the place he's going to prepare for us is rooms in the Father's house, and the way that we get there is through him. He himself is the way. This gospel passage made me think of a lot of what we see in war movies. And the wars in these movies are typically the more old-style wars, like the Revolutionary War or wars in the age of the Roman Empire. You have a battle going on between two sides. And typically, the movie will portray the good guy or the hero as fighting on the vanguard of the battle. The vanguard is the front lines of the battle. So the first group of troops that will advance towards the enemy to lay out a path for the rest of their own troops. Whereas the bad guy in the movie or the enemy from the other side will stay in the back and will have the other soldiers go and do the fighting first. I'm sure we can all guess where Jesus is on the side of the spiritual war of the Christian life. Jesus is our hero figure. He fights on the vanguard of the Christian life. He goes first and does what it takes to show us what holiness is. Not only by creating us and knowing who we are and what we're made of and what makes us actually happy, but by taking on human flesh himself by taking on a human heart himself and entering into the drama of sin and temptation and defeating it to show us a living, physical example of what a human being ought to live like, of how a human being ought to think, of how a human being ought to love. Yes, Jesus is our hero figure. He fights on the vanguard of this war. And he's not just any hero. He's not just any famous actor who looks great in a movie. 
He's passionate about this cause. And by taking it on himself, it shows how much he cares for us. And he does it as a friend. And we see that from today's gospel. That's not just something nice that we can say. We actually see it in today's gospel. And I will never forget the first time I understood it. As a kid serving Mass here, the first time I paid attention to this gospel, Bishop Sadhad was preaching about it. And he pointed out what we can get from the Aramaic translation of the gospel. So we see this friendship, this intimacy from Jesus when Philip asks him, Lord, show us the Father and we shall be satisfied. Then Jesus answers him, Philip, very emotionally, have I been with you so long and yet you do not know me? In Aramaic, the first time Philip's name is mentioned, he's called Pilipus, which is his standard name in the Aramaic translation. But when Jesus answers him, he says, Pilipa. He uses a nickname. He's been with Philip so long. He has shown him everything. He has shown him the Father's love. He has shown him the Father's heart and will. Brothers and sisters, he's been with us so long. He has shown us everything. He has shown us the Father's face. He has shown us what we're supposed to do about this life, about how we're supposed to defeat sin, about how sin isn't worth it, about how we're meant for so much more. The same relationship that he had with Philip, that same intimacy and friendship is offered to all of us. And he does this, he offers this with the greatest act of love that one can do by laying down his life for his friends. Not just anybody, but for his friends. Brothers and sisters, Jesus himself is the way to the Father, and there is no other way. And Jesus doesn't just give us the directions. A stranger can do that. A stranger can point us by giving us directions. But a friend, Jesus, is the way himself. He takes on our burden of sin and carries it on himself and shows us himself how to get to this place that he's preparing for us, this Father's house. And he does this most especially, most explicitly, most beautifully, most lovingly by carrying the cross and passing through it and inviting us to do the same thing. This is the way, and this way is based on truth, the truth of what a human being is and what a human being is actually fulfilled by. And this way that's based on truth leads to life, life in the fullest, life that doesn't pass away, life that doesn't just depend on homes and careers and relationships that are earthly. So brothers and sisters, is this way easy? Is getting to the Father's house easy? Not all the time. In fact, most of the time, it might seem very difficult and challenging and painful. But let's go back to the beginning of this gospel passage. Let not your hearts be troubled. Why? Because Jesus himself is the proof that God is willing to give us everything that he has to give. To conclude, we can remind ourselves of what St. Paul beautifully says in his letter to the Romans. He who did not withhold his own son, 
but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Amen.